from all of us, welcome. If you've been here a thousand times, we're still welcoming you, hopefully, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So we are still welcoming, so that is good to know. In your pew rack, you may or may not have one of these. These are our communication card. If you're here for your first time, if you never receive our newsletter, if you're like, why don't I get the email blast, feel free just to, you can take a photo of that on your phone of the QR code and update your information with us. You can fill it out in, by hand and then place it in the offering plate. And we'll make sure that you get the most up-to-date information here at Grace because there's a lot, there's a lot to do here, isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot to do. God is up to something here in Vista, and I'm excited to find out what that is in the new year. So, on to our announcements. We have our 2024 Flower and Usher bulletin board in the back signups. So if you want to sign up for flowers for this coming year, if you have a special date that you want to remember, that you want to celebrate, you can sign up for flowers in the back. And we have, we are just so blessed by Susie Long and her flower ministry here. That is so special. Um, it is a wonderful gift to our congregation. So you can uh, sign up and make a donation in the back for the flowers. We also have usher signups. We have a great core group of ushers, but sometimes they need a break or they need to help train someone or they might take a vacation. And so it's always good to continue building that group of ushers. So if you thought, hey, you know what? I think I can do that. I see Mark and Ken and Susan and all of our ushers. And I, I think I could do that. You can sign up in the back as well. And we would love to have you participating in that ministry. Uh, we also have our offering envelopes for those of you who like your giving envelopes. Those are in the back, and I believe Sue Bouchard, after worship, can help you figure out which envelopes are yours and then check your name off the list for that. And in the, just in the theme of giving, did you guys know we met our preschool capital campaign? Yes, I know. We're going to say it like a million times. God is so good. In 2024, I picked some kind of core values for what I wanted to do as a person and as a pastor here at Grace. And I was like, man, it would be great to grow in our hospitality, right? To grow in Christ-like hospitality. Who doesn't want to do that? To grow in our compassion and to grow in our generosity. And I was thinking, what does it look like to raise a generous generation? When I look at my kids, are they fighting over ice cream or are they sharing with each other? When we give one kid something, do they break it up and share amongst each other, or do they hoard it all for themselves and get greedy? Uh, what does it look like to be generous? And when we look at our current generation, when we look at our children, our grandchildren, are we raising a generous generation? Well, I want to tell you a story. This morning, Skipper came to church and brought $3 and put it in a tithe envelope and wrote preschool on it. And she said, Dad, I brought my $3, and I'm going to give it to the preschool. I was like, wow, that was not, I did not tell her to do that. That was all you, church. We're, we're raising that generous generation. So praise God for grace, just helping instill that in our children, for our Sunday school teachers, just for that mentality of, you know what? We might have three bucks, and we're going to give that to something and see what God does with it. That is amazing. So continue with that generosity. We just want to praise God for all that he is doing this past year. And we look forward to all we have to celebrate in 2024. I think we have a special celebration today. And you're, I know, you're like, yes, it's Communion Sunday, John. We love celebrating around the Lord's table. But we also have our 
birthday celebration. We have birthday cupcakes. I know we have a few big birthdays up here on the chancel. Happy birthday yesterday, Scott. And we have some big birthdays out in the congregation. Here's our list. Wow. I think everyone's here today almost. So let's sing happy birthday to all of our friends. Happy birthday to birthday we can't wait to celebrate by eating cupcakes on the patio after worship so once you're done in here at 11 oh, 11 15 maybe it's communion sunday at 11 15 we'll head out onto the patio and have cupcakes and punch and celebrate all of those birthdays and if it's your birthday i want you to tell someone out on the patio today just eat that cupcake and say you know what it's my birthday because it's important that we celebrate each and every one of you and let us continue to worship the lord Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this first Sunday of 2024. Let everything we do praise the Lord. Please stand if you are able and join me now in our responsive call to worship. Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly being, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of God's name. Worship the Lord. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. May the Lord give strength to God's people. May the Lord bless God's people with peace. Let us worship God. Will you please join me now in our opening prayer? You speak, O God, and the oceans tremble. Their waters crest in waves that dash upon the shore. You speak, the heavens open. Thunder signals the rain that freshens the earth. Your breath and the leaves shudder. The trees of the forest bow to your majesty. You speak and the spirit descends on your people. We ascribe to you all glory as we worship your name. Amen. Amen. Would you please remain standing as we join the praise band singing our first praise song this morning which is, this is amazing grace. Yes, it is. And I'd just like to interject a little bit. Our lead guitarist, John Adams over here, is doing much better. He passed a swallow test. He's feeding himself. And he's going to get out and go to rehab. And uh, in the meantime, uh, Ed has kindly been putting in some leads on his synthesizer over here. So. And we need to set up one little sound. So would you, would you hit that right hand and left hand and let Jose sound? Check it out. Hear that? Do it again. Okay. 
Thank you. Praise God.
enjoys a blessing? Does anyone enjoy a blessing, just being blessed each day? We can be a blessing to one another as well, right? So in this moment, we have the opportunity to turn to a neighbor, turn to someone we don't know, and to bless them with the peace of Christ by looking at them and saying, may the peace of Christ be with you. So why don't we take a moment and pass the peace of Christ with those around us.
kids. It's time for the children's message. Any kids here? I think there are. Come on up for the children's message. Oh, hi, Arlene. Are you all going through Christmas and sugar withdrawals? Yeah, my two-and-a-half-year-old grandson, whoo, doggy, he's been giving me a run for my money. You know what, Jameson? Let me get between you and Zoe. Okay, I'm going to shoot you here. You just move over. You just move over. Can you move over there? I promise I'll take good care of her. No, you're not going to budge? Okay, all right. All right, so this is what I want you to do right now. Oh. Yeah, I will be able to get up. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to put your hands over your eyes and make it as dark as you possibly can, okay? And listen to what I'm going to read. And when you hear the word light, I want you to take your hands off of your eyes and open your eyes, all right? In the beginning, God created heavens and earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. Yes, and there was light. Yes. And God saw the light and that it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Isn't it amazing how God formed the earth? I still can't wrap my head around it that the earth was there, but there was nothing on it, and God saw it, and he goes, I want to do something really special with this place, and I'm going to be changing it, and I'm going to add something to it every day for the next six days. So we have to know when there is such darkness and especially in the world, Jesus is the light, and he is going to make everything right one day, but we can trust in him because he formed the earth. We think our problems are so small, but if God can make light and make day and night, we have nothing to fear because he is in control, and we aren't. Isn't that true? We think we got it in control, and uh-uh, we just got to go with the flow. So happy new year to you, and let's pray, all right? Lord Jesus, we are eternally grateful for your light in such a dark world, and we pray that each one of us would be that light through kindness and service, and that we may never take anything for granted and take care of what you have given us. I thank you for each of these precious children, that you would be with them and instill in them your love and your protection and that you are just got great plans for them, like you had great plan, plans for the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, she got up. <laughs> See you later, kids. Have a great time in Sunday school. Thank you, Sunday school teachers. Our first scripture lesson today is from Acts 19, verses 1 through 7. Hear now the word of the Lord. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. And he said to them, 
Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, No, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, Into what then were you baptized? They answered, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized you with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On having this, on hearing this, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about twelve of them. Please stand now as we sing together, I Sing the Mighty Power of God. You may be seated. If you would, pull out your pew Bible, the Bible you brought with you, or fire up that mobile phone app, and turn to Genesis 1, 1 through 5. This will potentially be the easiest Bible verse to make it to all year long, so it's easy to find, I promise. And I also did want to note, I'm not going to make you close your eyes. So, <laughs> although it was wonderful. 
Hear now the word of the Lord. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and he called the darkness night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. The word of the Lord. If you would, bow your heads in prayer with me now. Heavenly Father, we, we enter into a new year. For some of us, we said, you know what? I'm going to be at church on that first Sunday. For others, we said, man, this year just feels the same. Some set high goals and expectations, while others scoff at those people who set goals. But we all enter into the same building. We all join together in the same place, Lord. We ask you to set our hearts, to set our minds into a place that focuses on you, that hears your word proclaimed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. A world full of darkness, just waiting for light to break through. I think each year for us marks a start of new beginnings. But for us, it may very well feel like this void, this darkness will never be filled, new year or not. But we're reminded that Jesus' birth changes everything. We rarely spend Advent talking about the dark realities of the world, the pain of childbirth, the reality that this baby is entering into a world in harsh conditions. We like to look to the light of Christmas. Sometimes without realizing that begins in total darkness. But when we do that, we run the risk of thinking that our lives will never measure up to the glorious light. That we're not worthy of God's glory. I, I don't do well with psychological thrillers watching those movies that just have you kind of on the edge of your seat, not knowing where they're going to go, but everything's so twisted, it just makes you feel strange inside. I mean, did, that, did I describe psychological thriller as well? It's like you think the boy's alive, and then all of a sudden you realize he's dead. Yeah, it's, it's just disturbing, isn't it? But for me, I often see the tragedies and realities that we face today play out in these movies, and it just doesn't set right with me. Sometimes I'll watch a movie and then I can't sleep for a week. So I have, yeah, that's why I, I only watch Adam Sandler movies now. <laughs> Each one of us, though, we enter into the sanctuary looking for deliverance from the tragedies of the past year. Maybe in 2023, you lost your job. Maybe you had high hopes for something big to happen and it just didn't. Maybe relationships fell apart and your family experienced brokenness. Maybe a loved one passed away and you spent your year in grief. It could be simple enough that things just didn't feel right. It just didn't feel like things were adding up this past year. And then Christmas came. 
And what are you forced to do at Christmas time? Sing joy to the world, right? Put a smile on your face. Show up at that Christmas tree ready to hand out gifts, excited about the day. And you did your best to prepare your heart, didn't you? You did the Advent calendar. You read the Max Lucado devotional, which was so amazing. You came to the Advent study. You did all the things. But now 2024 rolls around, and guess what? You're in the same mess that you started with. If not even more, am I right? More debt? More trash from all those Christmas presents? More problems. This is how we enter into our text today. This is the posture that we bring. In the beginning, God created something out of nothing. These were literally dark times. But in that darkness, God envisioned a greater reality, one of restoration and transformation. This place of darkness was going to be turned into a place of great light where everyone would see God's love. Now, I understand those in dark times might laugh at this promise. But for me, when I think about broken things, I, I just have to open up my garage, honestly. My garage is like full of broken things. But I have that 1972 Chevy pickup. And if you told me, hey, you know what? God is going to restore that pickup that's in pieces in your garage. I know for myself, I might laugh out loud. But aren't all of us kind of like that broken pickup? Hope had been running out. Here, God's people find themselves in a familiar place, a place of captivity, a place of slavery, a place of needing rescue. And in the middle of the darkness, God delivers. Captives are set free, and Jerusalem's restored. This time, it's different, though, isn't it? God comes to all the nations through a baby, a baby that enters into a broken world. God joins the human realm. This is just the start of our epiphany message for today. And I know some of you are like, epiphany what to me? But epiphany is this ultimate theophany, this celebration of a visible manifestation to humankind of God. But this time it's different. It's not just a vision of a new reality with God, but God comes and God is fully human. And God's kingdom expands to new reaches, to you and to me. On January 6th, around the world, people celebrate the Lord joining humanity. Maybe they eat cake. That's one of my favorite traditions, right? They eat cake with a little baby inside of it. Or maybe for kids around the world, they leave their shoes at the door, waiting for the three wise men to come by and to leave candy and treats in their shoes so they can celebrate that God is now coming to the Gentiles. Uh, I, I like Epiphany. Are you guys starting to like Epiphany? Yeah, it sound, you're like, you came in, you're like a little bit confused, and now you're like, yeah, I could do that. Shoes full of candy, eating cake, celebrating Jesus coming to you and me. What a day. 
But here we are, right? Here we are in Oceanside and Vista in Southern California and North County. And what are we doing? Anyone put their shoes at the door waiting for the wise men? Uh, you might have anyone eat a king cake? Pull out the baby Jesus? No? Oh, we had one. Awesome. Here we go. We had one. Yeah. What are we doing? We're taking down that brown tree. I mean, my tree is so crispy right now. We had to turn off the automated Christmas lights because it was just getting dangerous. But we need to take down that tree. We need to take the lights and the inflatables out of our yard before the neighbors get mad. And not much has really changed, has it? But you know what? I believe in real transformation. I do. Do you believe in real transformation? Do you believe your heart can be changed? Yeah. I, I really believe uh, that that Chevy pickup in my garage can return to its original greatness. I remember my dad came over uh, one day, and he walked into my garage, and he said, now, you realize the engine's not in this car, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, are you going to put it back in there? And I was like, well, yeah. He's like, how are you going to do that? You know nothing about cars. And I was like, well, I'm just going to work on it one piece at a time. He's like, well, there's a lot of pieces here. He's like, Dad, you know what? I believe that I can make this happen. But I think for us, even in a crazy world, even in a world that might feel like it's full of darkness, there is a real solution, isn't there? There is a real solution in Jesus Christ where we can see the light even in the midst of great darkness. So I want to challenge you today. Anyone like challenges? And this isn't a challenge that involves a free gym membership or irritating your Facebook friends. It's not that kind of challenge. It's a real challenge to accept God's transformational work in your life. So if you walked into this room ready for a challenge, I believe that God is here with you today. If you walked into this sanctuary just because someone made you, I still believe that this plan, that this challenge is for you today. If you're hearing all of this for the first time, I believe that God's transformation is for you, that God will bring light into dark times. So today we have five promises for Epiphany. And if you've ever uh, opened up your bulletin, you should have one of these. These are your sermon notes. You can follow along if you'd like. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Uh, I did, uh, people always come up to me and they're like, hey, what was point number three? And I'm always like, whoa, like, let me go back through my sermon. Uh, but today I filled them all out. I'll have these in my Bible. If you ever want to know what the sermon points are after worship, feel free to come up and talk with me. I now uh, have them readily on hand. Yeah, so that way you don't have to jog my memory. You're like re-preaching the sermon to you in the narthex. But today we have five promises for Epiphany and the new year. The first promise is that Christ's light shines on us. Christ's light shines on us. Now, Christmas set the stage for it, didn't it? For Christ's light shining on us. The candlelight communion service represents this in a powerful way. As the ushers light each candle row by row, everyone stands up and sings Silent Night. One of my favorite things to do is just to look around and to see all of those candles shining bright, to see them all lifted high, and to realize that Christ's light shines on us. Christ is with us. How much different would this year be if you lived every day like it was epiphany? I mean, 
I eat a lot of cake, so we're getting close. But what, what would it be if we lived every day saying, Jesus came into this dark world for me, for me, to bring about real transformation? If you lived every day believing that Christ's light shines on us. Our second promise is this, that Christ's light shines through the darkness. Christ's light shines through the darkness. Sometimes it's hard to let Christ's light shine on us, isn't it? Sometimes it's hard to experience the love of Christ because we're so fixed on the hard times. But thankfully, we're met in that darkness. For some of us, we may have started singing joy to the world a little too soon. But for others, you might think, boy, it's, it's just dark no matter where I'm at. The beginning, though, of all of this starts in darkness. And then we're able to see that great light. Jesus meets us in the darkness. And then we experience that transformation. That Christ is with us. Right now, you might, you might be in that darkness. You might feel like the city has been destroyed, like the world is ending, right? I saw someone post Happy New Year and someone else commented on their Facebook post, well, only if we make it through the rest of this year. All right, there you have it. One person's optimistic, the other person's like, boy, the ship is sinking. But that's how we feel, isn't it? We feel that way. We feel the tension, we feel the darkness. Maybe you feel that captivity of being held by sin, of what it means to struggle every day, just to have that inner struggle of knowing exactly what's right, but continuing to give in to addiction, but continuing to give in to pain and hurt. Maybe you've experienced that captivity in a real way, but God meets us right there. God meets us on our darkest day. God meets us in the brokenness. God meets us in our sinfulness and brings great light. In 2024, you have the opportunity to say, God, meet me in my darkness. Meet me in my brokenness. Start rebuilding my life this year. I don't know what the world's going to look like. I don't know how dark things might get, but I know one thing that I want to experience the light of Christ. Hold firmly to that transformative power of Jesus Christ. The third promise is this, that Christ's light is contagious. There's a lot to say about someone who's overcome adversity to achieve great things. For one, everyone knows about it. You talk about it. People notice it. They make movies about it. You leave captivity and rebuild to greatness. Those around you take notice, don't they? When God works through a virgin named Mary and Jesus comes into this world as fully man and fully God, people notice. When God works in Paul's life and he experiences a great transformation, People take notice. In today's world, we often celebrate those who start their lives, businesses, careers from poverty and persecution. We say, look what they've done. They've taken nothing. 
and done something great, haven't they? You see news specials about them. They make them the time person of the year, all this different stuff. But people will take notice of your life when it's different. People will take notice of your life when you're no longer in the darkness, and now you're experiencing the light. The Magi could have returned to Herod. They could have returned and said, look what we found. We found this baby. We found Jesus. But instead, they went the other direction. Do you know why? Because Christ's light was contagious. Is this light, is the light of Christ going to spread to those around you? Is it going to shine out into your household? Is it going to spread to your neighborhood? Are you going to show all of Vista, all of North County, what it means to have Christ come into your life? To have that darkness, to have that void be full of light? Christ's light's going to spread. It's up to us to say, you know what? I'm not going to keep it in anymore. I'm not going to keep it in. I'm going to shine bright for those around me. The fourth, pro the fourth promise is this. We need to open our eyes to what Christ is already doing. Open our eyes to what Christ is doing. Did you forget to look around this Christmas? Maybe it went quick. That's, you buy the gifts for the kids, they get under the tree and they open them all up and then it's over. Skipper opened up all of her gifts first and said, well, man, that's kind of a bummer. It's like, well, you should have opened it up in two seconds. But sometimes we get there, don't we? We forget to look around us and see it in all of its glory. Whenever I do wedding counseling before I marry a couple, I always say, hey, you know what? On your wedding day, make it about you. Take the time just to look up, take a deep breath, and experience all the people there. Experience your family who all came in, the food, the cake. Take it all in, enjoy it, because it's your day. But it's so easy to become laser-focused on whatever the issue is and to forget to look up and see what God is already doing. Did you miss the miracle of Christmas? I think for all of us, a great way to start 2024 is to look up. Let's look up. Let's open up our eyes. Right, Arlene? We don't want to cover them. Let's open them up. To see the light around us, to see what it is that God is doing in our life and what blessings we've experienced. The final promise is this Christ's light will radiate through us. Christ's light will radiate through us. How would our lives look if we left this place with Christ's love radiating through us? Would our life be different if we took this promise to heart? Would things be different if we woke up each day with our hearts wide open to the light of the world? Do you think things would be different? Yeah, I do. Being born into a murderous world, all of the pain that Jesus experienced, but out of that darkness, God entered the world. This year can be different. Out of the darkness, great things can spring forth. It doesn't have to be the same, does it? It might be gone in the blink of an eye, 
But just as God brought that light into a dark world, God meets you in your darkness. Are you ready to be transformed this year? Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready for Christ's light to shine through you? Yes, aren't we? Poet Malcolm Geit writes this. But when these three arrive, they bring, with, they bring us with them. Gentiles like us, their wisdom might be ours. A steady step that finds an inner rhythm of pilgrim's eyes that see beyond the stars. Epiphany is just the beginning of God with us. Epiphany is where it all begins for us. In 2024, have hope in God's transformational plan for your life and for the lives of those around you. Ask God to meet you in your darkness and go forward this year with Christ's love radiating from you. Friends, remember this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. This promise is for you today. Amen. I think I turned, oh, I turned it on. I was like, did I turn on my mic? And I talk and it's on, wow. Technology. We are so blessed, aren't we? This, uh, this week I felt it big time. I look at uh, just what, how we wrapped up the end of the year here at Grace and it is amazing the generosity that poured forth from each and every one of you. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for that continued generosity as we go into the year. We give out of that blessing, don't we? We have a creator who's filled us with life and purpose. We have a redeemer who walks with us. We have a sustainer in the Holy Spirit who fills us with resurrection power. It is out of response of these things we're so thankful for that we give our gifts, our tithes, our offerings, and our time. And we are so thankful for all that God is doing here at Grace. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Source of eternal renewal, we come before you full of new life. We hear Christ's call to follow and seek to obey. We yearn to be faithful as his baptized believers. Accept these offerings as a sign of our commitment 
and to use us to lead others to repentance. We pray in the name of the one who calls us his own. Amen. This table is for all of us, near and far, high and low, east to the west, north to south. This table is for all of us, but it's not our table. It's not a Presbyterian table. It's God's table for all of us. And it's a table of grace. So come, take your place at the table. You are welcome. You are invited. You are called. Come, let us share in this meal together. At Grace Presbyterian Church, we take the bread as we receive it, and then we hold on to the cup, and we partake in the cup together as a church family. The Lord Jesus, on the night of his arrest, took the bread, and after giving thanks to God, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, take. Eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me.
in the same way. He took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. Every time you eat this bread and you drink of this cup, proclaim the saving death of our risen Lord until he comes again. Let us drink. Bow your heads in prayer with me now. 
God of all creation, whose voice causes oceans to tremble, you lighten our darkness. Give form to the void within and send your spirit as comfort and hope. We thank you for visiting us with mercy. Your goodness overwhelms us. We can look to you in times of need, rely on you to drive away our doubt, depend on your judgment to curb our folly, and live in the hope that one day Jesus shall reign. There are those in our midst whose days are filled with uncertainty. Invade their gloom with the warmth of your loving care. Give them the sense that you are there. Lift them from feelings of pointlessness and enable them to grasp your abiding concern. Give us a measure of the compassion that Jesus showed. Help us to open, help us to be open to all in need, that we may become instruments of your mercy. We pray for those whose days lack luster, who wander aimlessly. Give to them a sense of your will for their lives, the strength to pursue it, and the discipline to do what you would have them do. Erase from us our need to be critical of those who do not conform to our standards. Teach us patience as they seek to discern your will. Make this day and all of our days a celebration. Fill us anew with your spirit and cleanse us of past sins, which estrange us from Christ and from one another. Send us forth as Christ's disciples, abounding in the hope of a new year and proclaiming the good news to aid the afflicted. Give us your blessing in 2024. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand now and join me in singing in our closing hymn, As with Gladness, Men of Old.
I want to invite you to remain standing through our charge and benediction. And I also want to remind you to head out to the patio, grab a cupcake, grab some punch, and enjoy celebrating those January birthdays. In 2024, have hope in God's transformative plan for your life. Go forward this year with Christ's love radiating from you. Go now and walk in the light of the Lord. Stay alert, for the Lord is near. Pray for peace for all God's people. And may God clothe you with the light of Christ. May Christ Jesus teach you his ways. Go in peace to love and to serve our Lord. Amen.